This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Welcome back, Patriots. It is Friday, the end of the normal work week, as we used to call it. With all this remote stuff, you never know. Just kind of work whenever you want to. Today, got a good show, very short, to the point show. And... There's a 19-year-old that actually works with us, is part of us at Convention of States. He's a great patriot. He's 19 years old. You'll never know it. Once you listen to this speech that this young person presented in a Toastmasters group, it's going to blow your mind. We need more of these patriots. To stand up. Jacob Fay was raised by his family and taught in his home. He was homeschooled for his entire life. And this is a great example of an individual that we need to produce more of. Patriots in America and get them out. Get our kids out of the public school system because the communists and the Marxists have infiltrated it. And if we take them out, they lose money and then they go berserk. We get enough students to be taught by their parents at home, which is a possibility because remember, a lot of people are working remotely, right? So think about this shift. It is possible that more children will be homeschooled by their parents because of this ability to remotely work from home. Without further ado, it's about seven and a half minutes long, but is going to give you an understanding of what's going through this 19-year-old his mind and how he thinks about life. And he understands. And the speech was, I miss America. He, he's 19. What does he know about America? He knows what his parents taught him that was true. That you can do and be anything in this country that you want. If you don't have a tyranny government suppressing you to be able to do that. So listen to Jacob Fay. Thank you so much for that kind introduction. That really means a lot to me. I'm afraid my speech today doesn't fit well with the theme of taking it easy. 
but I hope it's an encouragement to you anyways. Both the right and the left are more alike than you might suspect. I don't mean we are alike in the cliched, superficial way that politicians use cheap words and phrases like nonpartisan and crossing the aisle. In today's political climate, despite what these politicians want you to think, coming together in unity is essentially a non-existent practice. At best, it's a relic of what we'd like to think America once was. More than likely, it's just wishful thinking. The right and the left are deeply polarized, and they always have been. Nonetheless, we are still alike in many ways, but it is actually our bitter dissimilarity that highlights our sad similarities. Both sides, for example, are convinced that we must take immediate action to save our country. But the right says we must save it from communism, which it blames on the left, and the left hopes to save it from fascism, which it blames on the right. Both sides utterly abhor sloppy journalism. One side calls it fake news. The other labels it as misinformation. And while the left has relentlessly accused Trump of authoritarianism, conservative commentator Ben Shapiro recently penned an entire book accusing the left of the exact same sin. So when I say that the right and the left are more alike than you might suspect, I mean they are alike in that they both recognize many of the same problems and both attribute those problems to the other side. And ever increasingly, as a result, Republicans hate Democrats and Democrats hate Republicans. A 2019 poll from the Pew Research Center reported that 55% of Republicans say Democrats are, quote, more immoral when compared with other Americans. And 47% of Democrats say the same thing about Republicans. A similar Axios poll from a few months earlier indicated that more than 20% of both Democrats and Republicans would describe the other side as evil. More specific details from Axios revealed that 61% of Democrats considered the GOP to be racist, bigoted, and sexist. While the Pew poll found a similar number of Republicans thought Democrats were disproportionately close-minded and unpatriotic. Not surprisingly, this increase in partisan enmity has closely accompanied an increase in political violence. Recent data from the Survey Center on American Life announced that 29% of Americans admit that, quote, taking violent actions may be justified under certain political circumstances. Ironically, the data attributed the uptick in political violence, which both sides see as a problem, to the January 6 Capitol riots, radical Trump supporters, and QAnon conspiracy theories. But conservatives counter that the 2020 BLM riots and Antifa are actually at fault. This divide can be seen in a Monmouth University poll, revealing a shocking 47% of Republicans would call the January 6th incident a, quote, legitimate protest, while only 13% of Democrats accept that characterization. On the other hand, Pew Research affirmed that Republicans, 
by a wide margin of approximately 69 percentage points were less favorable to the often violent George Floyd protests than Democrats were. You're probably nodding your head in agreement at all the indictments I make against whichever side you personally disagree with, but you'd caution against embracing the strikes against your own side. Ironically, this further proves my point. Both a Democrat and a Republican could listen to this speech and both would agree with some of it, namely everything negative about the other side, but neither is likely to believe anything negative about their own party. It's this confirmation bias present on both sides of the aisle that deepens our partisan divide. I'm not applying there should be some moral equivalency between the right and the left, nor am I saying that their ideas are comparably valid. There is unquestionably a standard of right and wrong when it comes to politics, and I, as an open partisan, happen to believe my side is more right than the opposing side is. If you've listened to my speeches, read my articles, listened to my podcasts, or know anything about the organization that I happen to work for, you probably know which side I tend to agree with. But if I'm honest, I miss the old America. I miss the real America. I miss the country in which we could each believe that our opposing sides were respectively right and not hate each other for it. The country in which Republicans and Democrats could at least have civil conversations with one another without retrograding into baseless accusations and needless insults. I miss the country where who one voted for never dictated whether or not friendship with that person was possible. The country whose citizens lived out their belief in the famous words, I may not agree with what you say, but I will defend to the death you're right to say it. That's the America I miss. We didn't go wrong when we began to disagree. Our diverse opinions and beliefs never have meshed well. Thank God our founders gave us federalism for that very reason. We went wrong when politics became so huge and so important that we could no longer see past our disagreements. When we, as fellow Americans, stopped helping each other just because we disagree. I don't want or need a uniform country for America never was such a country. I want a united country, a country in which we can finally agree to disagree with basic decency, grace, and respect. A country in which the right and left can be absolutely unalike. And yet still, as Abraham Lincoln said, strive to the lofty ideal that we are not enemies, but friends. We must not be enemies. The difference between Jacob Fay and me when I was his age at 19, I didn't have all of these things in front of me of a country being destroyed. At least I didn't know about it. It was happening at the time, but not at the level that it's happening today. And goodness is in every human being if, if the world does not drive them. If a person has 
the gumption, the fortitude, the discipline to become whatever they can do it. But this is not what the political world in this environment that we live in called America wants. They want to provide everything for you because it's all about power. And I understand the difference because I grew up in a time frame where a young adult could be a young adult. And you didn't have all of this strife of who am I, where we're going, what's the country going to be like, vaccinations, all this stuff that's happening. But yet through all of this, this young man understands the truth. The only way we can get back is to go back to the original Constitution, the original America that was created, where people can have a voice, you can say whatever you want to say, but then you got to work together, together to make it better. Instead of having one side or the other, doesn't matter, have all the power. The people have the power. And he understands this. And that's why he's saying Abraham Lincoln is talking about us coming together all the way back in the 1860s. It's it's weird how you can go back 100 years and listen to a president that recognizes a split, a division in this country and says the solution of this division is to come back and allow us to have open dialogue, open speech to each other, respect each other's side, but at the same time not attack each other. And that's what Jacob Fay is doing. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. You're on the Patriot Cause. Share the podcast far and wide. Facebook, Twizzler, whatever media that you want to use to get people out there so they can hear the truth. They can, they can have hope and understanding that there are individuals young individuals in this world that still have American values. With that, this is the Gunny out.